Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up January 18th through the 20th in Texas, in the Hill Country, north of San Antonio. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We are glad to have you here with us again. Yes. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. So, I'm uh, glad to be here, too. Yeah, man. I tell you what. You know, we are 2019. Like, Wow. Uh, you know, I don't even know how to wrap my head around that because, you know, when I think about when I graduated high school and thought just, you know, that even the the change of the millennia, you know, going to 2000 seemed like it was light years away still. Mm. And now we're 19 years into this 21st century. It's just amazing to me. But um, thank you listeners for being with us. I, I want to let you know, as we do regularly, that we're a listener supported broadcast. So the only way that you're hearing us or seeing us is because we've just had faithful partners come alongside. And I just want to say something, you know, um, I understand what it's like to, man, have tons of podcast feeds and your podcast catcher and yes. you know there's there's all these things and and i recognize too if you're listening to a lot of um ministry podcasts they're all saying the same thing to you we're listener supported right and i have to confess i don't give to every single podcast that i listen to right. um but i but i try to support those that i can every now and then and because the reality is is we reach thousands of listeners every single week and less than 0.2% of 1% actually support and partner with us. And I'm not saying that to complain or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, it's a relatively small amount of people that can keep this going. Mm -hmm. And we're just thankful for those few that decide, you know, to come alongside and support. And so even just if a handful more were willing to actually come alongside, that would help with expansion and growth and some of those kinds of things. But I want to say thank you yes. to those of you who do support this ministry um, and just encourage any of you that are feeling prompted to give, to simply go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link and you can learn about the ways that you can partner with us. But Stephen, I'm excited because, you know, last time we were together, we talked about emotional insights. This time, we're going to kind of keep plugging into some, some of that emotional growth language. And the reason I'm so excited about that is because this year we are launching a seven-series webinar mm -hmm. training on emotional training for men. And the first one of those sessions is coming up 
January 11th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time here in, in um, Texas. We want you to register for that. Um, even if you can't make the live time on January 11th, register because then you will be able to get access to the video uh, recording of that. But we're going to do a seven-part series, and if you just register now, you'll get all you'll get access to all seven webinars. We are asking for a suggested donation of only seven bucks, but uh, and of course, any donation you want to make towards that would be helpful. If you absolutely cannot afford that, you can still register for the webinar series and get access to to the videos. But January 11th, the first one's coming up. Go to puresexradio.com and click on the webinars link, and you can actually sign up for the webinar. And so, Stephen, we're going to kind of continue some of this emotional training. Yes. So one man inspired me. Isn't it interesting how it just takes one person to, mm-hmm. to move you forward. They give you a thought, an idea, and it's like, wow, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on what's happening in your life, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build on that too. So I came up with a seven-day proclamation for any man who wants to work on emotional growth this year. Um, I want you to change it. Use any wording you like, but I'm going to give you an outline. And you may have to listen to this and stop it and start it. Well, we'll we'll include this as a PDF in the show notes. We'll make sure. Yeah. Okay, good. And uh, I'm thinking I might change a little bit of wording here is that I type this quick. There may be a typo, or maybe you want to send out the clean version. Let's yeah. do that. We'll clean it up at the end. Okay, good. Don't, don't you listeners love how we just kind of make our plans while we're on the you program? You're, you're it's fa- a, your it's a podcast. Yeah, so your family. What welcome to the here? production. There you go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm proofing it as I go here, going, I don't like that, I don't like that. Okay, he'll fix it. So for seven days, you're going to make this pl- proclamation, and I'd cover it in prayer. So beginning, ending, before you do it, cover in prayer. But you say this proclamation to your wife, okay? A husband would say this to his wife. Now, a wife can write her own proclamation about growth. That's fine, too. But this is written for men. We like to come alongside men and nudge them forward. And at the bottom of each, I want you to print it out, type it, but I want you to initial and date it every day you do it so you can see your progress for seven days. And then I'm, I'd be curious to see what happens. What does God want you to do on the eighth day and the ninth day? Write another script, focused on it. But whatever, you're going to use this as your seven-day starter. And and I would just say this, by the way, if 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 you're willing to even just share with us kind of the, the outcomes of the results of this, we can do that confidentially for sure. Uh, we'd love to hear about that. You can email that to us at mypoint at puresexradio.com. So we'd love to even just Good. hear any feedback you have for that. So as I read this, you tweak anything yeah. you need to tweak on yours. So here goes. I've told myself I can live just fine without doing any emotional work. However I started, I'm just fine. I'm just going to marriage as an adolescent and a young adult, and whatever I got, I'm, I'm greatly equipped. I don't have to do emotional work. But I told myself in the past that I can live just fine without doing it. Number two, but today I'm admitting that, that uh, stunting myself emotionally not only stunted me, but it's hurt my wife and stunted our relationship. I'm taking ownership of that today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a couple of comments. You well, I would in. just say, you know, yeah. as far as that first point, um, it's kind of like the old saying, well, how, how has that 
worked uh, for you, just saying yeah. I'm fine without emotions. In some ways, it's almost like a, a, a defensive response, like because yeah. the reality is that somebody who's making that statement is probably recognizing that I'm actually not doing too fine trying to disengage emotion and say it's not part of my life because yeah. the reality is is every human being is an emotional being. So even if you say, I'm going to shut myself off, I'm not going to do emotions, you're not going to connect with anybody. And you're probably going to be a miserable person for all of those people because the people that do want to or be a very shallow person. Well, the people that right? do want to be emotionally healthy are realizing they can't connect with you either. And it becomes yeah. a very frustrating That's process. That's the danger. If your emotions aren't working, you can have an emotional connection, a dialogue, a depth. We're going to talk about sports and weather and politics. And and that's that's why I think the second insight is very important. He's realizing that that is untenable. I can't actually not do emotions because I'm realizing that when I try to connect with my wife, it doesn't work. So it's not just about me being stunted emotionally, but my stuntedness is then causing a stuntedness in our relationship. In the marriage, in the family, mm -hmm. right? In our friendships, yeah. right? Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So that was two. So I'll stop after everyone. It'd be that, otherwise, I'll read a bunch. And then, so number three, in the past, I blamed my wife and said things like this. She's just too emotional. <laughs> you know how women are. They're too emotional. Oh, my. You know, why does she act that way? I don't know why she lets her feelings get hurt. She's just too emotional. That's the problem. Well, you know, in the, in the last session, we were talking about this guy who says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take charge of my own emotions, right? Yes. So the way I would say that a better way to respond to this, for a guy who's, who, instead of just saying, you know, pointing the finger at her and saying, she's too emotional, what if he then stops and says, okay, in terms of taking charge of my own emotions, maybe what I need to recognize in this moment is I'm not emotional enough. Yeah, I'm a zero. Yeah. She's running <laughs> hot right now. So if I were even just a 50, yeah. I would recognize she's not that far off. You know, we're not, now I'm not ever saying that it's always a one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. I do think the, the ways in which emotion is expressed and all that, there's a difference between men and women in terms of how that works. But if, like you said, if a guy has been running at zero mm -hmm. in terms of his emotional self, then even a two or three is going to feel like she's too emotional. Yeah. And and so I think part of this is, again, recognizing I need to take own my own emotions and recognize I'm I'm flat and I need to rise up Why some is more it so and, hard for men? As I saw you do that, I need to take responsibility for myself. It's almost like you were pressing in going, I got to do this. I got to do this. You got to do this. We got to do this, guys. We, we got to do this work. Mm -hmm. Look, my father never talked emotional. You know, life was about fixing things and breaking them, fixing them, making them better and tearing them down and putting them back. It was like work. <laughs> One time my father said, I was, gonna, I was painting a fence and I didn't know where to start. And he said, he walked away and he came back. He said, what are you doing? I'm looking at the fence because I don't know where to start, at the top or the bottom or the right or the left. He said, I didn't tell you to think. I told you to work. I started slapping paint wherever <laughs> there was a board. Oh, you know, my, yeah. it wasn't like we were having a, a work moment and what's going on? How you doing? And we're not having a just work. Nothing else is required of you, son. Yeah. Just work. And that's just it. So then that mentality 
when taken into the home and into the marriage, right, is basically saying, hey, I didn't ask how you felt about it. Just we're going to pay that bill. And we're going to, you know, so it's very, it, it, it causes us to think that even relationships are purely about function. Like what's the outcome, you know, pragmatically supposed to be here, not the emotional connection. And that's why I think sometimes we got we got to pause and we have to say, I, I can't look at her and make her emotions uh, like just a, a trigger in the sense of thinking she's too emotional and therefore it's her fault and I'm it, just supposed just to be too pragmatic. When you say that, it's not honest, right? She is emotional, but but so am I, and she's upset, and I get upset. I mean, it's right. It's just I don't want to stay in this emotional moment. Okay, so stop it. Right. If you just stop it, we'll be okay. So number four, I have lived like a man with my logic and with my body and with my faith. So with my logic, I do jobs and I figure I solve problems. With my logic, I make things happen, right? And with my body, I work out, I, I do sports, I, I take care of my body. I, you know, I've taken this body to adult and done adult things, right? With my, and with my faith, I go to church, I do adult things. That's number four, but let me put five with it, and then you comment. That's four. Five is, but I have lived like a scared boy mm. when emotions arrive. Mm-hmm. So I arise. So when I use my logic, I can logic you good. And if you want to tussle and go lift something heavy and move something, we can use our bodies as men. And we can go to church and sit in a pew because that's what adults do. But when you give me an emotional situation, I act like a scared boy with my emotions and with your emotions. Yeah. And here's, I would, I would like to say, you know, we don't, I don't want to create sort of a false dichotomy or a shaming dichotomy here that says, you know, hey, listen, you know, responding like the logical man and making decisions and, and doing actionable things as if somehow, well, that's all negative. No, it's like, listen, uh, we live in San Antonio, and this is very much a military town, right? Yes. When when the military has to go on a mission, and there's a particular execution that needs to take place of that mission, and there are direct orders that need to be taken care of. Listen, I want you to think like that first statement there that says, yeah. we've got a very practical and specific thing that we need to do and get it done. Right. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about marriages. We're talking about fathers with their children. We're talking about friends. Emotional moments. And the reality is, is we have got to understand that that requires a different grid through which we are going Mm -hmm. to process our thinking and process our decision making. And the reason why I think so many men struggle with this is because it does feel more, if I can put it this way, natural and comfortable when it's got to do a mission. Task, yep. And I've got that task that I need to do. Mm-hmm. But I want to declare that that's a good thing. You know, Absolutely. I believe that God has made yeah. us that way. That's I mean, the good part of us as men. We do bring paychecks home and do jobs. And I'm not talking about men, women do this too, but, but men go out there and cut the grass, will you? And put gas in the car and take it into the shop. And men listen, I'm not, things, and, right? and I will, I will take the heat for, for being standing firm on the fact that yes, men and women have different roles. Yep. 
I'm okay with that. If people want to try to, people keep trying to close the 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 gap between men and women. Mm. Listen, men, we are called to protect. That's right. We have we are we are meant to use our broad shoulders for protection, yep. and we are to step in front of that bullet. We are to protect mm. our children, protect our wives. I'm okay with saying that. And so that's a, that's a particular role that I think God has designed men for that say, yeah. we're not going to think in that moment. <laughs> you know, we're not going to make it an emotional moment. It's like, somebody's coming after my wife, guess what? Yeah. They got to come through me. And I'm not going to get, say, how do you feel about that? It's like, yeah. no, I'm getting <laughs> no. in front. But but that's that's not really what we're talking about here. Those are necessary. That's a good positive yes. thing about what we are. But where we where we struggle is then when we need to sit down on the couch with our wife and listen to her unpack her day mm-hmm. and and share all of the emotions about that and it might be and the problem is we try to bring fix it man right into that moment when what she needs is she needs feeling man to come into that moment it might not be resolved at all yeah. and that's where we struggle she's too emotional she's because i can't fix it and that's what I'm most familiar with and feel most comfortable right. with. And so I think that something's wrong because I can't do anything. Then it and, sounds like, stop it, stop talking. You're hurting right. me with all your emotions, right? And so what I'm hearing here is he's saying, I've got to recognize that i got to do something with scared little boy yeah. that shows up when emotions happen. And I need to do something to help him grow up because he's going to have to not be scared little boy. It doesn't mean that we can't have those emotional reactions. I mean, there's still today in my life where my wife can share something with me and guess what? A scared little boy shows up, but I can't operate mm-hmm. as scared little boy. I acknowledge that I can say to her, I really don't know what to do about that. I, I'm sorry that that happened to yeah. you. But that's I, I not hear... scared boy. Scared boy says, "Stop it! You're hurting me." Right. That's scared boy mature. wants to run away. I don't know what to do, but I want to be here with you, and we can pray about it and hold your hand. And that shouldn't be happening in your life. I can make my connection. I'm just saying that it's not as if you will get to a point where there's not fear, there's not oh, some anxiety, right. absolutely. There's not those kind of no, things. no, that's right. Fear is going to be there. It's part of our life, and so. But being overwhelmed and lost is boy, right? I don't know what to do. What should I do? Why are you talking? Don't talk. Stop. I got to get mad and make you stop. Run away. Plug my ears. So um, n- number six is is why we're doing this. And I said it was a seven-day proclamation. I should say it's a seven-day emotional proclamation mm-hmm. because here it is. Today, I'm taking responsibility for my emotions and my emotional responses. And number seven is, I must face this new reality. I am running an emotional system. I have emotions. I need to befriend my emotions. I need to know how my emotions work. And we just cued you in. Sometimes you feel like a scared boy. You're going to run away. Are you going to practice adult skills? Just stay. Hold the moment. Ask for wisdom. Do adult. Are you going to make stop? Don't talk. I don't like it. You're hurting me. Don't tell me you're not happy. And then I think eight even rolls into this kind of series here of okay. saying I'm responsible for my own emotional system. That's good. So I almost look at six and eight where six says I am taking responsibility for my emotions and eight which says I am responsible for my own emotional system. Kind of in the same way that like when I think about First John 1, and it talks about, you know, if we say we have not sinned, 
we deceive ourselves. And then later it says, if we say we have no sin, we make God a liar. So it's almost like he's, doesn't that seem redundant? And in some ways it's like, you're just looking at the same thing from two different angles. Like in this, in, in number six, I feel like he's saying, I'm gonna engage my will because I have to actually take responsibility for my own emotions. I can't, I can't pass that ownership to somebody else, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna engage my will and I'm going to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. The other one, when it says I am responsible for my own emotional system, is it's it's realizing, um, kind of the the positional statement there, of guess what? Whether you engage your will, you're still actually responsible for your own emotional system. Does that make sense? So in the one, it's like saying I'm going to take responsibility. The other one is saying, did you know, Stephen, that even if you don't take responsibility, it's still your responsibility. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, one is taking in and taking the right stand, right? One is just telling you how it really is. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one is saying, whether you take responsibility or not, at the end of the day, you're still responsible for your emotion. So every day, and the other one is every day I'm responsible, right? One, I think, is I'm going to take, I'm going to actively engage this project. And then the other one is, at the end of the day, whatever I did, I'm responsible. It is what for. it is. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's like even if you didn't, even if you didn't own it, even if you didn't engage your will, you are still. It's like the the truth is you are responsible for your own emotional system, regardless of how you think about it, mm. regardless of how you respond to it, and whether mm-hmm. you engage your will in it, you are responsible. That's kind of the truth statement. Yeah, that's good. The other one is him saying how he's going to respond to that truth statement, which is. Yeah, I am going to own it. I'm going to take responsibility. And I'm going to engage my will to be responsible with my yeah, emotions. Yeah, and I like one because it's a starting point. Mm-hmm. And the other one, every day, how did I do today? I'm responsible for my emotions. What did I do today? When you said, you're, okay, your abilities come up, okay, I'm responsible. What am I going to do? Every day, I have to deal with myself well. And, and I like the fact that he's also saying, i got to face this new reality. I, I have to face it. I can't ignore it. Yes, so number nine, I'll no longer use bad tools like lying, pretending, making excuses, running away, right? Blaming, shaming, all this other, all these bad tools. I'm going to stop using all those things mm-hmm. like they somehow have a good ending. They don't have, when you pretend, it doesn't have a good ending. When when you start lying and deceiving, you don't have a good ending. Making excuses. You know all that stuff. I'm I'm gonna st- I'm gonna try to hold the moment, and be responsible, be more mature. I don't need to do the kids. Okay, don't let them catch you. Hide it, hide it, lie. <laughs> I love the uh, the recognition here of what those specific things are that are bad tools. You know, because I think there's some people out there that they they've run this system so long the bad system, the the ignoring and the pretending and the lying and all that, they don't see the connection. You know, they think that um, escaping into porn is just a perfectly fine way to respond to stress. You know, it's like that's right. so ingrained. Again, we, we've talked earlier about blind spots, that sometimes we need something like even this document to come along and say, uh, do you realize these are poor systems for running your emotional self? Yeah. So declare that. I'm not going to do these things anymore. 
now does that mean you're you're never going to tell a lie and you never no but we're in a process of saying i want to recognize and acknowledge this that's why i think it's important to do this seven day declaration because it starts getting you almost creating a mantra in your yes, mind that's of, exactly i'm not going to use these bad tools anymore yeah i'm not going to lie i'm not going to escape I'm not going to run away I'm not going to attack back I'm, you know those mm -hmm. are just they're coping tools for a moment but they leave damage and you practice bad and they hurt the person who's come to talk to you about the pain in their life. Yeah. They go, okay, I don't, I don't want to take a hit from you. I don't want you to have to leave the room because I told you I was struggling. Now you have to leave because you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So number 10, I, I want to live a pure, clean life of freedom. And I want to be a man of integrity. You know, that's how we all start. I want to go back to my original start. I want to be light and clean and free and fun, not scared boy, curious boy who's out on an adventure to learn about life. I would even add to that, uh, I want to be a man of integrity and innocence. That's kind of what you're yeah. describing. And I know that that's something that's very foreign to men in terms of thinking about themselves. We don't think of ourselves as returning to innocence. But there is a need for us to, in terms of building emotional health, recognize that that is a pursuit of cleanness. The idea of, listen, I don't need to be stained mm. by the junk of this world. I, I, wanna, I need to live in the world, but I'm not of the world. I don't need to be uh, um, enmeshed in, the, in the, the dirtiness of the culture and the world. And, and there's something of an emotional maturity to that to say, I can be clean. Yes, and, and, dirt, and, and the next world. one I want to feed in, I want you to keep going, because 11 is running a healthy emotional and spiritual program will help you live that goal, mm -hmm. right? Healthy emotions with great spiritual truths are what you need. If you're just emotional and you got no God, it's, you're going to run on a low tire that goes flat periodically. You know, if you're just spiritual and everything is all this, uh, you know, big spiritual thing, and you try to disconnect from your body, well, that'll work for a while, and then you, yeah. your body's gonna ache and pull you back in with whatever. It's like, you gotta run good emotions and good spirit, then you can accomplish this goal. And I think the intersection of that is developing those really um, strong and healthy disciplines of daily time in the Word and daily time in prayer, um, community, you know, yes. connecting with the body of Christ mm -hmm. for worship and those kind of things. That, that I think, creates that intersection between the spiritual and the emotional to bring us to those plates where it's like, okay, so I just read today about, um, you, know, I, you know, reading in Proverbs about how to uh, resist temptation, and now I'm dealing with a temptation on my computer. Well, how does that intersect? It's yeah. like, emotional health is saying I, I can't just have this spiritual idea up here and it's disconnected from how I'm actually dealing with life in the real world. So I'm going to read 12 and 13. By doing my emotional work, I provide an opportunity for our relationship to go deeper. By doing my work, I'm holding my half, then we can go deeper because my wife has emotions and she wants to share them with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I'm not doing my emotional work, I'm not going to be a, a safe place for her to pour those emotions. I'm going to it's almost like I've I've put a lid on the top of my cup and I'm and so she's trying to pour in and it's just all 
it's not getting into me because I'm going, I don't want to hear yeah. that. I don't want to. And so if I'm doing my emotional work and recognize I'm an emotional being and I take responsibility, I, I, I need to mature in this area. Part of that is not just in what I'm pouring out, but what I'm allowing to come in. Because yes. if I, because emotional maturity means I'm going to listen and I'm not going to, I'm not going to whine. I'm not going to yeah. cry. I'm not going to run away. I mean, I may cry, but what I'm saying is I'm not going to be whiny about that. Or I'm not going to say, la, 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 stick my finger in my ears yeah, and go, yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> That's good. So 14, I'll start making small steps in the direction of being a healthy, emotional, spiritual man. And 15 is, please be patient with please, me. Please, please. <laughs> Wives, please be patient. And let's put kind and supporting, right? Because when I'm on this journey, help me, stroke me a little, Here's the, what me I, on the back. The, the one word I love that you put in 14 is small. I'll, tell you, I'll start taking small steps. Yeah. Any step in the, in, the, in the right direction is a good step. And so I think the key to that in terms of just uh, – in, in, helping a wife be patient is men be faithful in small steps. I mean, there might be a moment where you take a big step. That's great. But being faithful in small steps over a long time is how yes. you, is how you travel yes. a thousand miles, right? Yes. It's just one little step at a time. And next thing you know, 20 years you wake up and you realize, man, this is a deep, emotionally mature, mm. godly man. Um, and it happened little steps over a long period of time. And I think that faithfulness in the little is what really helps a wife be patient. Because if she sees you continue to squirm and scream and yeah. and resist, it's hard for her to be patient with you. Yeah. But if she sees l effort going in little steps over a long period of time, it's like, I can, I can get on that journey. That's good. So the last one, number 16. Um, and ask God to please give me wisdom and insight about how you made me. Mm -hmm. Because the book is full of promises, the peace that surpasses understanding, right? Able to rest with the Father, finding joy, right? Just being faithful and, and I don't know, go back to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I think one of the highest needs we have is to rest together with each other and comfort one another. We fight our battles all day. We want to come home and rest with one another. And it's like, if the father is in the household and you're in alignment and she's in alignment, working on herself, you know, you working on you, and we're just sharing about the battles of life, mm -hmm. we can create a very restful place to nurture so the last one is wisdom that's good and i and i would say too maybe one area to go to to get a great picture of this idea of the intimacy with which god knows us is just to read through psalm 139 and just to kind of get a feel for that but folks we're gonna we're gonna uh give you this pdf as part of the show notes and so uh, i would just encourage you to go through this men and make this proclamation um every day for seven days and just see what happens. It's, I think it's a, even a, a healthy experiment. Yes. And I love do. what Jonathan said. Would you tell us what comes to you on day eight and day nine and day 10? Because one man inspired this mm -hmm. and you might be the man that sends a suggestion for the next step that helps the brotherhood that's in training right now. Okay. So 
what ha- what happened in seven days that he showed you about eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve? And you can send that to us if if you uh, you can go to our website puresexradio.com. At the bottom of every page, there's a contact us link, or you can just email us at my point at puresexradio.com. Uh, we're out of time, but listeners, we're always grateful that you're with us, and Thank we you. look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.